Hello beautiful people and welcome to Authentic Alchemy. I am your host Emily Burke and I am so incredibly grateful that you are here today. We have got a delicious episode for you today with an incredible guest. But before we dive in, I want to talk about how you can support this show, how you can support me, how you can spread some of that beautiful love that you have in your heart. And if you're listening here, you have got a lot of love in your heart. Um, I would be so incredibly grateful if you could head on over to Apple Podcasts and rate the show, leave a review if you feel called. I would be so incredibly humbled and grateful. It's like giving me a big virtual hug and it really helps the show get into more ears. Um, You can also head over onto Instagram and share um, over on your story or to send me a message with your biggest ahas or what you're enjoying about the show and share it with the people that you love. If you feel like you you got value here, please share it with more people. It really, really helps spread that light and love around the world. It really does. And I would be so incredibly grateful. And if you are interested in working with me, you can head on over to my Instagram at I am Emily Burke. Uh, and check out the link that is in my bio and or you can dm me and we can have a chat about how we can work with each other you can also join my six-week program manifest more which is a beautiful way to dive into my manifestation method and philosophy and to start creating beautiful magical things in your life now Today's episode is going to be such a goodie. Oh my gosh, I've got the beautiful Molly Rassinen on and she's such an incredible person and we discuss all things being your most authentic self, working with the chakras, nervous system regulation, healing unconscious patterns and how all of this impacts our capacity to manifest our dream life. Molly also tells the most inspiring story about how she manifested becoming a published author in 2022. Molly is such a light in this world. I absolutely adore her. She's a holistic healer and energy coach. She's a former registered nurse. She's a yoga teacher, certified holistic nurse coach and Reiki healer. And she's all about integrating and balancing all these different schools of thought to provide a comprehensive science-based spiritual healing for her clients. I just adore this woman. She is just so beautiful and I know that you are going to love her too. So without further ado, let's head over to today's episode with Molly Rassinen. Hello, Molly. Welcome to Authentic Alchemy. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. It's so amazing. So this is my question that I ask all my guests first, and that is, what does authenticity mean to you? I feel like it's living 
like the deepest, truest version of your life, like working through that process of letting go of the expectations of other people or the expectations of society or even the expectations that your own mind would put on you as to like, this is how things should look or how things should go or the timelines that you've been given, just like fully stripping away all of those layers until you just get to live from the absolute truth and core of who you are without questioning, like, is it right or wrong? Because it just is exactly who you are and how you're meant to show up in the world. Oh, that's so perfect. I love that. I love that the, like that, that core part of you and without question and I think that that's the real key part and when you start doing that work you do kind of flow in and out of that don't you you kind of and you feel it when you're in that when you're like I, I have no doubt or question as to this is like my most authentic self and it's so beautiful when you feel into that I love that answer I think. yeah and I think going on a spiritual journey or a personal development journey whatever it is that it is for you that just like you said you kind of wave in and out of it where mm-hmm. like even where I am now four years into my journey I have moments where I'm like oh yeah here I am like in that almost like vortex of being my most authentic self and then I'll wake up two days later in this like I don't even know who I am anymore <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yes I can and I think that's where we get to like be like super compassionate with ourselves and also just understand that it's not like a one and done process like oh like I did it I had my like you know spiritual awakening or whatever you want to call it and I'm healed now and now I'm just perfect it's like a no there's layers and when the new layers kind of come up to the surface it can be really like abrupt and almost painful and full-on and you're like where is this come like I was literally like my most authentic self and feeling so driven and on purpose and now I am lost and have no idea what the fuck is going on yeah and I think going even deeper into that is honoring that the flip side of that like the depths of I have no idea what's going on this is so painful what's happening like letting yourself have those moments which is such a deep part of the healing process that's also your authentic self yeah like so many people feel like this highest self or most authentic self is the self that's like flying high all the time, super creative, living in their purpose, being in service. But like the other side of that is the authenticity that is needed in the moments where it's like, okay, something's coming up and it's got to come out and I have to let myself process it because if not, you can't get to the core of that authenticity. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's so interesting. And, you know, me having worked, you know, with children and in school systems and things like that, it's really interesting the way that, you know, we we are wired as children and we're wiring our kids to see certain emotions as being positive and certain emotions as being negative, whereas they're all just neutral. They're all just information and it's so interesting when I like talk to the kids at school and they'll be like, I'm sad. And I go, well, that's actually okay. It's perfectly normal to feel sad. Just the way it's normal to feel happy. It's okay to feel sad. There's nothing wrong. And you're allowed to feel sad. And it's really interesting watching them kind of go, oh, oh, I didn't know that that was like, I thought that I was supposed to fix that. And that's actually not the case. We don't have to fix 
our quote unquote negative emotions. Yeah. That's some of the deepest work I do with the women that I work with is one of the first things I begin to rewire is exactly that, that like our, we're, we're taught at such a young age, no, don't feel that. And not by any like fault of our parents other than just wanting to protect us. So like, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Right. And like trying to swing your emotion back in the other direction is real, like unlearning that and relearning that like every emotion is welcome. I like to think of it as this like pendulum metaphor mm -hmm. where when we're over here in the high flying emotions, you're not like grabbing onto anything. You're just experiencing it. You're just allowing it to happen. But then when the pendulum inevitably swings in the other direction, you're then like grabbing onto this pole over here, which is keeping you there even longer and being like, what is this? Why is it happening? How do I fix it? Why is this my fault? Like, what can I do to get rid of it? When like, if you would just let it happen, you're going to swing back into the other side of that. Oh my god, I love that visual. I feel like I needed that last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because even as healers and coaches and mentors, it's like it because we are in a place of living from so much authenticity, right? And like pursuing our passions and helping people heal and like that part of it feels so good that then sometimes that old conditioning comes in of like I have everything I ever wanted. Like I'm working for myself. I'm building a business. I'm living in a beautiful home. Why am I feeling sad? But it's like, there doesn't have to be a why. It can just be sadness passing through. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm going to get us to backtrack here because we can go through a million and one, like I want to go deeper on this. But before we do that, can you give us a little bit of a backstory as to who you are and how you got here today for all the people who are new to you um, yeah. and your world and how you serve in the world? Yeah, so I'm Molly. I am a holistic healing and spiritual expansion life coach. Um, I am specifically focusing my work on women who want to go through that depth of healing process so that they too can step into becoming healers. So I come from a background in Western medicine. I was an ER nurse for four and a half years, a travel nurse to all different ERs around the United States during COVID. And that's kind of when my process like really started to hit of like realizing that there was something missing, that there was something deeper to our healing outside of just diagnoses and prescriptions and even deeper than just diet and exercise, right? Because for the longest time, holistic healthcare was geared then at diet and exercise. And the one thing I started to realize was missing for myself and so many of my patients was this, this faith and belief that we have the power within us to make that empowered change within our own minds and bodies. Um, so working in all of that, in all of that chaos kind of catapulted me onto my own journey because I was steeped in anxiety and depression and PTSD from everything that was happening within Western medicine at the time. And I, I don't remember it being a logical decision, but I just started going to yoga classes religiously. Like it was the one thing that then I realized I could really like get out of my head and be in my body when I was on my yoga mat. And that started my journey. Um, I became 200 hour, then 300 hour yoga certified. I slowly started to take bigger and bigger gaps in between my travel nurse contracts so that I could study these different um, alternative modalities of 
healing. Um, I became a certified holistic nurse coach, a Reiki healer. And now the basis of my work is helping people understand the like groundedness that can be within energy healing and using the chakra system as a healthcare system, as a like, okay, connecting the energy to the body and to the mind and teaching people that this isn't just some like out there esoteric information, how integrated it is into our minds and bodies and emotions. So a little bit of a long winded answer, but that's who I am and how I got to where I am today. (laughs) That's so perfect. I love that. And I love because I am all about the chakra system as well. And it's so interesting when I bring it up to people and some people it's just, you know, in fact, most people in my world, my chosen world of people are like, yeah, and it's just, it is um, like just accepted as it's not this like woo woo weird thing. It's, it's actually science. Like it's actually part of, of our body and, it has been profoundly supportive for me when I did my uh, Reiki one and two and understanding what was going on and that sometimes things are, are just an energy block and finding ways to support the different chakras and the different um, energy centers that within me. And it's, I, I guess for anybody who's listening, who's kind of like, yeah, I kind of like heard about the chakras, but I don't really get it like it doesn't make sense or maybe still feels like this like woo-woo-y uh thing can you give us like a little bit of an understanding without you know go into as much or as little detail as you feel like it is how understanding the chakras and working with them can be really supportive in our healing journey yeah so the thing that like really struck me right in my gut when I first started learning about the chakra system was how intricately our emotions are connected to specific organs within the body. So in Western medicine, we have this very like cut off at the head, the body is this machine, right? And like, you have the specific hormones that affect different organs, you have foods that affect different organs, you have toxins that affect different organs, but they never went in depth about energy and emotions and how the energy as emotions get kind of like stuck in these different places within the body. And working in Western medicine as an ER nurse, we had so many times people would come in with these like Phantom have gotten every test in the world done, stomach problems, intestinal problems, lung problems, right? And there was no real um, diagnosis for them. Mm. And then you're just kind of written off as like, we don't have anything that can help you or here's this medication to get you out of pain, but not realizing that there is a deeper layer to your emotions and how they can affect these systems within your body. So when I started to learn about it and learned that like the solar plexus and your confident is uh, your confidence is attached to your stomach and like, and then like putting two and two together of like a gut feeling or like going with your gut. Right. Um, and integrating that into my own healing. So not to take it too, too deep, but, um, my personal story. And I know, because I know you similarly, um, is that I was born with really severe asthma 
really severe asthma my entire life. I was on three or four medications and no doctor had ever taught me that I could ever have anything other than a life full of medications. Mm -hmm. But then I started learning about the chakra system and I started learning about the heart center and I started learning about fear and how fear gets like stuck in the lungs. And as I started processing these depths and layers of fear that I've been holding on to as a little kid that I just assumed was normal, my asthma symptoms started to go away. Mm-hmm. So it's not even just a, like, this is some information that I have learned and studied and implemented into my, my students and my clients. It's like, nope, I tested this stuff on myself first. And somebody who was told by multiple doctors, I would be on multiple medications for my entire life. Mm-hmm. In the past year alone, I am no longer taking any medicine and like breathing better than I ever have before. So oh um, I, yeah, <laughs> I would love to like, say because I've, def- I've, I've shared my um, journey with asthma with my community a few times. And um it's something that I get messages about and people are really interested in and something that's been really I guess challenging and also um a really beautiful journey for me is and I think that this is really going to resonate with a lot of people who are like oh cool like well I can go down this spiritual path and that means that I can I never I'm going to need any medication or anything ever again and I'm going to like tick it off and it's going to be great I have had so many healing experiences in like so many different uh, modalities and things like that, that have really, really healed my lungs. And I have had so many moments where I've gone, I don't think I'm ever going to need to use my inhaler ever again. And it'll be like that for a long time. And it, and it, and it, and it honestly is, it's a miracle. It's like a, how have I gone like to this and you know and working with my mindset of being able to talk myself through it and breathe through it and work through it and then there are still times where then I go back and I actually need my inhaler or I feel like I need my inhaler and for me I felt so much shame with this I was like I was like what is going on? Like I did it, like I'm undoing what I you know all of this work and or it's not working or anything like that and something that I have really found is that that actually has nothing to do with, with it at all. And healing my relationship with this tool and this medication that is actually supporting me in this moment when I need it, rather than making it something that I just wish I didn't have and finding that balance between the two, because it's like, I felt so much shame about it. That's quite honestly the, the emotion that it was. It was like, it was, you know, in the middle of the night when I would find that I couldn't breathe after feeling like I would never have had to use my inhaler ever again and having to reach for it. It was like a, fuck, like, what am I, like, what am I doing wrong? And I'd love to hear your perspective on that because I know that we've had conversations about, about this. Yeah. Um, and again, coming from a Western medicine background, I also had to go through my own healing journey with it. Once I decided to leave Western medicine. And I saw, saw all these holes and it just kind of being this like money-making machine where I wasn't truly seeing that the people I was working with were being given the support they needed to deeply heal. I went through a similar process of like writing it all off, right? Like it's all bullshit. It's all just meant to make money. Like none of it's actually doing what it says it's going to do. And went so far deep in the rabbit hole 
on the spiritual side of things of like, if I'm having an asthma attack, it must be related to some past emotional trauma that I just like haven't processed fully yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think having the background in medicine really helped me move through that wave and back into like medication is just a tool, mm-hmm. just like anything, excuse me, just like anything else, just like Reiki healing, just like yoga, just like the application of the chakra system. It is just a tool to help us medication more specifically, like in the moment of a flare up of something happening. Right. Mm -hmm. And my interpretation of where we went wrong in Western medicine or in modern medicine is that becoming the only thing, right? Like that becoming the, the quote unquote cure, like we're not going to be able to cure it. So we're just going to cover it up with this medication. Um, whereas like science in itself is so beautiful and so magical and so intricately like close to the teachings of spirituality, right? It's just kind of like two different interpretations of almost the same exact thing. And it's, I find now that I've healed my relationship with it, like the fact that we have modern medicine, the fact that the human mind has been able to come up with all of these modalities of helping people not have to suffer with the symptoms that they are suffering with within their body mm-hmm. is incredible. But where we need to begin making the shift is using it as a tool, using it as a means to an end, using it when you are waking up in the middle of the night with a bit of an asthma attack, right? So that you can get that relief, so that you can sleep, so that you can be your healthiest self, and then using what we know in the chakra system or in any alternative healing modality to go in and like dissect, right? To go in and look at our past, look at our emotions, look at the places where we might be keeping ourselves stuck in these cycles of thinking I need to be dependent on this medication as a crutch versus it being this beautiful invention, this beautiful tool that we have access to when we need it, but it not needing to be the end all be all to like, if you have a chronic illness, this must be the way that you live your life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that that's like the big thing is there's a difference between using a medication for in the moment um, and using it as, well, this is just my life now. And I think that there is a lot of people who are in the, well, this is just my life. I have to, a doctor told me that I was going to have to take this medication. A doctor told me that I would have emphysema by the time I was 30 if I didn't take steroid medication. And I took that for about a year and found myself getting sicker from it because I, if I skipped a day, I would have like a needing to go to a hospital almost level asthma attack. And I am nearly 30 and I do not have emphysema. In fact, I'm the healthiest I've ever been. So, um, the, I'm like, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's, it's so interesting. It's like the, having that one perspective and then there's the, well, okay, let's use this as a tool and let's look at the underlying like root cause of this, because there always is a root cause. And sometimes it is like a human thing. Like maybe there's mold in your house or like, you know, there's dust everywhere or like where I am, there's like the pollen stuff. It's like the worst in the whole world. So everybody gets like insane hay fever. So maybe there is like a human like thing that you can like deal with. But 
there is always a reason behind it. And I think that like what you were saying, Western medicine kind of misses that most of the time. It's like, a well, the reason behind it, we can't change that. So let's just stick this on to kind of stop you from suffering and you can just do that forever. So I guess my question is, is like, could you, and I'm totally putting you on the spot here, but I know that you you know this. Um, can you give us like some examples of how um, like the underlying causes of certain health issues in the body? Like we know that, for instance, like the lungs um, really can be fear and grief and underlying layers of that. So I'd love to hear from hear from you like where some of those those parts of the illnesses in the body can um be healed through there's a question there I feel <laughs> yeah, yeah no I totally get it um so kind of diverging a little bit away yeah, yeah. from the chakra system another thing that I use in all of my clients and in my own life and something that I so heavily have integrated into my own healing is nervous system healing, which is intricately connected to the chakra system, right? Because our nervous system is how energy is run throughout the entire body. It's how we perceive our external world. It's how uh, we um, just like interact, right? It, it is the basis of our existence. And a lot of chronic illnesses I have come to find are a direct result of living in a state of dysregulation. So things like high blood pressure or heart disease, even going as far as like diabetes, like yes, diet and exercise play an integral role in things like that. This is why it's like a whole, a whole picture of balancing the whole thing, right? Like taking care of mind, body, and spirit. But when it comes to nervous system, nervous system dysregulation, if you are living in a constant state of stress or overstimulation, which is like, I mean, I'll throw out a big number, but probably about 80% of people in the world today, right? We're constantly behind screens. We're constantly plugged into work. We're constantly plugged into the, the stress of what is going on in the world. And if you're living in that state of constant dysregulation, your heart rate is elevated. You're not breathing as deeply as you should be. Your digestion is going to be an absolute mess because when you're in that dysregulated state, like your your fight or flight state, the body actually believes that it's in some form of danger. So it's in survival mode. It's yeah. pulling blood away from anywhere that isn't completely necessary, which will lead to um, chronic fatigue and lethargy, brain fog, right? All of these digestion issues that we all have. I mean, yes, it's also connected to like the food and where it's being sourced from. But if your body is constantly in the state of fight or flight in the survival mode, it's pulling blood away from your digestion. It's pulling blood away from your limbs um, and increasing your heart rate, increasing your breath rate. So you're just like in this state of survival more often than you even realize it. But because so many people live there, it feels so normal. Right. So like I say this to people and they're like, well, I don't feel like I'm like, inc like insanely stressed out all the time, or I don't feel like I'm just trying to survive. I don't feel like my heart is beating out of my chest all the time, but it gets to a point where the body is so used to that being its natural state, literally being in a state of dis ease, like out of ease, out of balance, out of homeostasis. So 
I would go as far as to say like nervous system dysregulation is probably one of the number one causes of all of these chronic illnesses. Because if your um, nervous system is constantly dysregulated, your whole body is constantly dysregulated. So whether, even if you're eating great and going for a run every morning and working out, right? If you're not working on specifically trying to bring that nervous system back into balance, the body's not going to operate at its optimal level. And after so many years of operating in this state of dysregulation, things are going to go haywire in your body. Yeah. I think one of my favorite like examples of this that I heard that really like had had the whole nervous system dysregulation really land for me was the idea of like if you think of like an animal out in the wild like a zebra and it gets stuck it starts getting chased by a lion so it runs and literally its entire nervous system and its entire system focuses on that survival state it's like I need to survive I will run as fast as I can and it is like this narrow focus of I will survive and then once it you know escapes the lion it actually like you see the animals do it you see dogs do this when they when something happens they shake or they yawn and it re-regulates their nervous system and the animal out in the wild does that and what it is is it's like completing the loop it's like the you know, fight, flight, freeze, and just like, you know, and then it it regulates and it comes back to that that natural state. It's a loop and it completes the loop. And the thing is, is we as humans have kind of, <laughs> we're living in this like incomplete loop where we've, something's happened. We haven't run from a lion, but, you know, something has happened, whether we got scared at school when a teacher got angry at us or, you know, we got embarrassed because, um, our, our friends made a joke and it, it embarrassed and our system goes into overdrive, whatever it is, it could be something more serious, like abuse or something like that. And we're in this like open loop of we're still in that fight, flight, freeze mode and we haven't re-regulated. So we're still in this, like all of our energy is focused on that survival and that like go run from the lion Mm-hmm. And therefore the nervous system and our energy and like our, the, even like the physical like things in our body, like our organs and everything are still all focused towards survival rather than thriving, rather than actually helping it itself. It's like, it's like all the, if you think of like a whole bunch of little warriors in the different parts of your body, they all ran to that survival state and now nobody's working and helping out you know the other parts of your body and when I like heard that I was like oh that makes sense and regulating your nervous system is like just flooding that energy back into all parts of your system and it's so important it is so I would like agree with you there that the nervous system regulation is like if you're going to do anything like regulate learn how to regulate your nervous system learn how to do it I mean, because it's the first, it's the, it's the first step in anything, even if you want to go deeper into energy work and moving through the chakra system, right? A lot of the energy work that I do with my clients is moving through the different chakra systems and kind of uncovering these stories of where their nervous system did get stuck in the past and going back to these timelines and healing these pieces of these memories where 
they still are that little girl or little boy stuck in that trauma response. And one of the most interesting pieces of information I ever learned that like really changed the way I think about this is that I think I, I hadn't thought too deeply about it before I learned it, but I didn't realize that it is not your mind that tells your body you're scared. Like when you get that like feeling of like, I'm afraid of something, right? It's not your mind. It's not something happening. And then the mind telling the body, it's the body sensing fear and then telling the brain to be afraid. And I always relate this with my clients back to like, I'm still afraid of the dark. Like yep. Walking into a perfectly safe room in my home that I know that there's nothing like wrong in it. Right. But I'll still get that little girl feeling of like being spooked in my body and then it telling my brain that it that it needs to be afraid going into the nervous system and regulating the nervous system is creating the safety in the body that we need to even be able to allow the body to let us uncover those stories from the subconscious mind to be able to go in to be able to let them go um because without the nervous system regulation, you're not going to be in that state of safety. And when you're not in that state of safety, the mind and body are not going to work together to allow you to release that trauma, to release those emotions, to release that pain of your past. And that's how so many people get just kind of stuck in it. Right. And then there will be things because we're so stimulated 24 seven that are triggering these responses in the body, even if it's completely unrelated necessarily to an exact memory, but if it invokes the same feeling in the body, body tells the mind, like we have to be scared or we have to be stressed or we have to be whatever about this. And it, it's not actually about what is physically going on in front of them in real time. It's related to something that happened when they were five years old or 10 years old or 13 years old that they hadn't at that time had the wherewithal or the ability to process and it just like, it blows my mind every single time that I think about it. I mean, I probably think about it too much now or something happens and I'm like, what memory is this related <laughs> to? But I just think it's such a, a beautiful awareness to have that we are these, like our bodies are these subconscious minds and they're holding on to all these stories and this programming of like things not being safe where even going back to two different points we've already talked about, one of them being that whole, like, as if you were running from a bear, right? Like these biological processes were put into human beings when we actually had to fear for our lives, when we were actually like fighting every day for every scrap of food that we were going to get. And it just now today that most of us have a roof over our head and food in our mouth and we're like actually physically in this moment, like everything's safe and nothing's going to actually harm me. That yeah. system almost like looks for other places to be able to say like, nope, like we're not safe. We're not safe. Therefore I need to throw you into dysregulation. Um, but then even bringing it back to us talking about teaching children that their emotions are right and wrong. Right. A huge piece of nervous system dysregulation is because of being taught to suppress certain emotions at different times in your life. So now, even though logically you might be able to tell yourself, like, it's okay to cry, there might be a little girl stuck on your past timeline who was taught that it wasn't okay to cry. Or even the just like, no, 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 it's okay, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. We don't think that we're inflicting quote unquote trauma, but that gets 
embedded into your subconscious mind. Don't cry. Don't cry. Don't cry. It's not okay to cry. Yeah. 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 A hundred percent. I had a question and now I've got so like, like in what you were saying, I forgot what it was, but I think, <laughs> um, oh, it was a really good question. I thought about writing it down and now it's gone. That's okay. It'll come back to me. <laughs> I think that that's so, it's just a really, that's right. I think that that's such a really important point to make is I think so, but I, I know that I've actually even heard people like out in the world, you know, it's like a, I, I don't even want to like think about my crap or my like, you know, past, or I just don't want to deal with it. It doesn't have an impact on me now. I don't want to deal with it. And the thing is, is that it 100% has an impact on your everyday life. And something like I, I like a phrase that I love is that um, it's not about the trash. And it's like when you have like an argument with your partner because you ask them to take the the rubbish out or the trash out and then they don't do it and then you end up having like a really big fight. It actually has nothing to do with the trash. What's happening is that you're having a, a response, a trigger from something that a story in your past and I like I guarantee that everybody can can think of a time where they reacted in a certain way or they felt a really big emotion and it was a they made me feel this or they made me like you know do this or you made me cry or you provoked me or anything like that any of those moments because nobody has the ability to make you feel or do anything that doesn't they, they can't make you what's happening is your system is having a response to that outside stimuli. So I guess that's more of a point that I wanted to make is that all of the unhealed parts of you, and we all have them, every single one of us has them, all of us. You could have had the most incredible childhood in the entire world and you will still have like triggers and trauma responses. Don't get triggered by the word trauma. (laughs) And it's so important because it impacts our everyday life. And it's really, really beautiful when you start doing this work and rather than being like in the trigger, you start to notice it. You'll be like, you know, your partner will say something and you'll just feel like, like infuriated about it. And you're like, huh, why am I so upset right now? (laughs) Like, Like something's going on and I actually know that it has nothing to do with you. So I'm just going to go. I might talk about it and express it. And and it's been really beautiful in my own relationship is being able to ha- go, hey, I want to preface this by saying I know that this has nothing to do with you, but I'm super triggered by what you said and I'd really like to talk about it. And that is such a beautiful way of going about it rather than being like, hey, like, fuck you, like, and having a big argument. And it's super healing for both of us and really beautiful in in being able to, have a conversation and I think that it's really important to do this work purely for that and that's just one example that's just one example think about how many times you get triggered throughout your day imagine being able to observe it rather than being swept up in it yeah yeah Yeah. I always say to I mean all of my clients, anybody I get the chance to sit down and have a conversation with this about honestly is whether you're looking at it or not, it's weighing on you. 
Mm-hmm. And the only way to release that weight is to pause and look at it. Where mm-hmm. like you had said earlier, it's not affecting me or I don't want I don't want to go back and look at all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like that's great, but it's affecting you whether you're aware of it or not. And bringing your awareness to it, although it might be difficult and heart-wrenching and you have to have these emotions, right? But this is where we go back to like all emotions are welcome and nothing is right right or wrong. The Mm -hmm. full spectrum of human emotions is the full spectrum of the human experience. And every single one of them is absolutely vital for us to be able to fully allow ourselves to express, right? Mm -hmm. And I always think of it as this like kind of like ball and chain around your ankle. (laughs) That like, if you're not doing this work, if you're not going in to try and um, on some level, like dissect the things that stress you out and dissect the responses that you have that you know are caused by a reaction, that if you were to go in and heal that and no longer have to have that reaction, therefore you no longer have to have that fight with your partner, doesn't that make your life a little lighter? Like, doesn't that make your life a little brighter? And then you see people walking through life just reacting all over the place to absolutely everything right like people who can't stand to sit in traffic for a moment or like be on too long of a line at a grocery store (laughs) wouldn't you so much rather do the heavy lifting to excavate that stuff stuff so that you can stand online at a grocery store in peace even if it takes 15 minutes instead of it being this like I have to be so angry about this right now and I think it's beautiful how you brought up like with your partner that interaction like human interaction and relationships are some of the most beautiful places for you to find kind of the threads I think of it as like this like tangled ball of yarn Mm -hmm. and that we get to like find a thread and just start like pulling it until we pull it out of the ball of yarn and then like that's one piece that we get to get rid of right um within our relationships we have so much ability to be able to like be mirrors for each other and being in a a partnership or friendships that are conscious where you can feel comfortable of being like, instead of just flying off the handle and getting angry at you right now, let's talk about like, can we unpack why I feel so angry? Because I know that it's not your fault. Yes, maybe you said something that triggered my anger in this moment. And maybe you were triggered by something that caused you to say something out of character that caused this tension between us. But how can we like individually and together unpack it so that it doesn't have to be a cyclical issue in our lives or within this relationship? It's just, I mean, we could go so many different ways with this. There is no end to the the depth of freedom that you can create by being dedicated to doing this healing work for yourself and then allowing it to ripple out to everybody that's around you too right like one less over triggered nervous system dysregulated human in the world leaves one less person who's gonna throw a fit again at the grocery store because they're waiting too long in line yeah and it's like it like that right there is like the definition of taking that responsibility for your life and for how you be and show up in the world and therefore how that ripples out to everybody around you because we are, you know, when I say we we don't have the ability to make anybody feel anything, it's a, or nobody has the ability to make us feel anything. It's our responsibility 
to not control that, but without lack of a, a lack of a better word, control what we choose to take on and what we don't and what we choose to take responsibility for what's what's creating that because we are all connected energetically and when there is one less person out in the world who's like triggered or really like I I don't know about you but like I like feel it. I'll be like in the light of the supermarket and somebody I won't even see them I'll feel somebody come up behind me and I'm like oh my god like they are just so tense and you can physically feel it and I can either kind of get like annoyed at the fact that they're like huffing and puffing or getting annoyed or, um, you know, being really rude to the, to the checkout person or whatever, or I can take responsibility for myself and go, okay, they're having like a hard time and that's just where they're at and actually has nothing to do with me. Um, you know, it's, it's really funny. I don't know if you can like resonate with this, but something I would hear, particularly at work, like when you're in like a work setting, you hear people's like certain phrases and they would come up all the time. It's like a, or like the supermarket, I, I, I can't go to the supermarket because it's so busy and everybody's just so, um, like it's just ruined my, it just ruins my whole morning or something like that. Or, um, you know, this time of year, uh, is just always so busy and therefore I just, and miserable like and I like I know I had this you know as a teacher we write reports twice a year and I remember having halfway through last year going am I just supposed to accept that I'm going to be exhausted and tired and worn out and pissed off like for like you know a month twice a year I don't think I want to do that and I literally managed to get through writing my reports in like I got them done early and I let it be easy because I li- and I didn't do anything different other than the fact that I just changed my perspective of it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it is, it is, and that was my responsibility. Nobody else's. I didn't need like the system to change. I didn't need, um, you know, my like boss to change the way that I was supposed to write them or anything. I just took responsibility for how I was showing up in in that moment yeah. and, and for, you go for each person that like takes that radical responsibility right something I heard I definitely didn't make this up I can't take credit for it but it's um in doing this work that I will relay to the women that I get to speak to is it's not your fault mm-hmm. because we often can take responsibility as like that like as fault, right? Like it's my fault that these things happen to me. It's my fault that I'm creating whatever I'm creating in my energetic field, right? It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. All of the things that happened to you in your childhood or leading up until you awoke into awareness, it's not your fault because you didn't know any better. But when you come into awareness, it becomes your responsibility because you have tools and you have an avenue and you have an awareness around how to walk yourself from A to B to C and like out of out of the trauma, out of the response, out of the cycle of having to feel like you don't have power over your environment or power over how you get to feel or power over your perspective in how you go about executing any kind of day-to-day task. Like it can become so easy. And like, I could go into the nerdy science of this all day long, but like when it comes down to our brains and how they're wired, 
it is so easy to just go into the habituated pattern of what we've been practicing our entire lives. So if you're somebody who has been practicing the neural pathway of getting annoyed at every single thing that comes your way and sending your nervous system into a state of dysregulation, that's going to be what the mind and body chooses again and again and again and again. But when you come into awareness and you recognize that you have power over yourself, you have the ability to practice, you have the ability to cause a change. Every time you choose to flip that perspective and look at things differently and feel differently about a situation, you're creating a new pathway in your brain that eventually it'll be easier for your mind and body to like choose that route, choose that state of being, that better feeling state of being. And like, who doesn't want to feel better? Like, I don't think you would talk to any person and be like, nope, I'd rather just be pissed off and angry for the rest of my life. I'd rather be annoyed at every person breathing around me than like centered and at peace within my own mind and body. So again, like nothing, no, none of these traumas that have caused you to get into the cycles and patterns that you're in are your fault, but it is your responsibility because there is an avenue to walk yourself out of it. Yeah. I love the, like, when you look at, and this is like my teacher brain, like, I love looking at the etymology of words. And if you look at, like, responsibility, it's responsibility. It's your ability to respond. It actually has nothing to do with fault. It's just your ability to respond to what's going on rather than just sitting there, sitting back and, like, allowing what has already occurred to keep, like, I guess, repeating in your in your system. It's just your ability to go, okay, I can actually respond to this in a way that I choose. Yeah. Like how powerful is that? So powerful. And if you like to be able to empower people that like you have the ability to change your perspective, you have the ability to change your life. Right. And I know a big part of your platform and everything you teach around is like manifestation. Right. Mm -hmm. And people will sometimes look at this as that as this like woo woo concept of like, I'm just going to think about what I want and it's going to show up. No, you're, going to take responsibility for how you have been acting, how you have been reacting, how you have let your your past memories and circumstances and the things that have gotten downloaded onto your psyche and your nervous system cause you to act up until this point. But as you get to like unwind that ball of yarn and find like untying the knots and releasing the tension and finding that like freedom and space within your body to be like, holy crap, like I don't have to carry all of that anymore. And now I get to live my life in joy and freedom and abundance and in the present moment of like, how is that not going to attract more of that into your life? Oh my gosh. So like so much. And this is like a really, really big part of what I, I teach. It's like a, and and like my philosophy is like we are so done with like just visualizing and you know poof out of like magic like thin air it you know what we want appears yes i totally totally believe in like life getting to be that easy sometimes but there's also a fuck ton of work that gets to happen beforehand and i say gets to very very specifically and that's that shadow work that's that nervous system regulation that's that actually embodying that life you want to create for yourself. And that's what manifestation is. And it happens in the physical because you're actually doing something about it. Anybody who's just sitting back going, I want a million dollars. I want a million. But you're not actually doing anything to build your business or do it. Like it's 
like I like I feel like a mission for me is like squashing those like old um kind of ideas about manifestation that people kind of go like it's not real it's just manifestation just means to make real it's just making something real in the world um and I'd love to hear from you about like how does all all of what we've been talking about impact us creating that life that we want for ourselves I, I feel like there's so many different different facets there and I would love to hear your perspective and your thoughts. Yeah, so kind of going back to that example of if you're somebody who is always frustrated or always in fear or always under stress and the concept of neuroplasticity, your brain and body are always going to choose the path of least resistance, even if that path of least resistance is something that isn't good for you, right? It's that practiced pattern. And when we're practicing the patterns unconsciously of fear and stress and anxiety, and I mean, what have you, any kind of emotion that we wouldn't want to live in, right? Not a negative emotion, but an emotion that you don't want to be living the majority of your life in. When we are stuck in those cycles and we're not doing anything to... interrupt right that pattern or that mind process of or that way of being it's just going to keep perpetuating in a circle like the same so laws of the universe like attracts like right that if you are somebody who is looking for and and it might be completely unconsciously how terrible everything in life is (laughs) of course the things that are terrible are going to continue to pop up for you I always bring this back to there is, uh, I believe the word is omnipresence, right? That like when you decide that you want to buy a red sports car and then you see that red sports car everywhere. It's not because you manifested more red sports cars into your reality, right? It's because your brain is focused on that red sports car. So whatever our brain focuses on is what is going to transpire for us. So if you're in that focused cycle of, doubt, fear, worry, anxiety, stress, like that's what you're going to perpetuate in your life. But when you begin to break that habit, like there's that book, Break the Habit of Being Yourself, right? You begin to break that habit and interrupt it with a new way of thinking and a new way of being. There is no way that that new way of thinking and being isn't going to reap new results in your life. So if you become somebody who's And I don't mean toxic positivity, like always focused on the positivity, but focused on what you can control, focused on building your self-esteem, focused on unpacking the stories that tell you that you need to be afraid or that you need to live in survival or that like this anxiety is so warranted all the time, right? Like people attach to these things as their identity. You can just as easily begin to attach to an identity of self-growth and personal development and building that confidence and building that trust and faith in something bigger than yourself. And I I just don't know how anybody could believe that that's not going to reap a different result. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing is it's a, you're not only in like a trauma response pattern, but you're in, that's therefore keeping you in a life pattern Mm -hmm. and by creating a different pattern within you're creating a different pattern with without no out (laughs) that makes sense you know and it's 
I think it's also like like you, what you were saying, it's your mind, what it's focused on, you know, it's the reticular activ- activating system and it it literally delete, distorts and generalizes all the information that comes to you. And when you're like, I want that red sports car, you will literally focus in on the red sports car that's probably always been there. Therefore, you're also focusing in on opportunities and possibilities that you believe are possible. Um, that you believe that you can have, that you are allowing yourself to even dream about by changing that, you know, cycle within, that trauma response within, you're going, okay, well, what does my life look like when I'm not in stress all the time? Huh, maybe I, I can start a business. And then you start to see opportunities and you start to, before I decided to like started down this path or even thought about it, I didn't know a single person, didn't even follow people or like, didn't notice people that I followed on social media or anything that ran their own business or made money through like a different way other than a job. As soon as I started thinking about it, it was like every second person I knew. And that's, that's like a huge, huge part of it because you, and I, I think I talked about this in, in uh, my last podcast episode, but if you don't believe that something is possible, it actually cannot happen. It, yeah. You will not allow it to happen. You could have like, you know, um, all of these job opportunities that are, are there, but if you don't believe that you can have it, you literally just won't see them. You won't look yeah. in the places. Your mind won't lead you to a place to find that opportunity and therefore it cannot manifest. Yeah. So I think that this work is so, so important in opening up our worlds to different. Yeah and opening ourselves up to the opportunities that we truly desire that we may have been protecting ourselves from actually stating out loud that we wanted, right? Because of a belief system that like, I'm not good enough or it's not gonna happen or it's just not for me. Um, speaking to my own journey, like I fell in love with the idea of creating an online platform and helping people change their lives in some way. Back in like 2013, there was like this one, like. I I thought she was so cool and so beautiful fitness coach who was like creating programs online to help women heal through their aversion to like diet and exercise. Right. And I loved the idea of that concept. And this was back before coaching, like really blew up into what it is now, but I held on to the belief of like, I missed the boat. It's too late. I'm 24 and like, can't change my life path now already decided I'm going to, I'm in nursing school already decided I'm going to be a nurse. So like, I created the belief that created my life path or like for another, another example, when I was in college, when I was 18 years old and went away to school, I was choosing between becoming a nurse and becoming a creative writer. Like what I actually wanted to do was become a creative writer, but because I had a belief that if I went to school to become a creative writer, I wasn't going to be able to find a job and I was going to be a starving artist. And like, I didn't want to be unstable. So I followed the fear because of the belief that I held that was true for me. And that's what created the trajectory of my life over the next six years was like, I created, I'm I'm not even going to try this avenue because I created the belief that it's not true. It can't happen for me. Um, And then literally in the past, I guess it's been been like a three-year journey, but I've been in business for myself for like a little over a year now. I left my nursing career a year ago, little by little, just changing my perspective of like from, 
I missed the boat and I'm too old and it's too late to like, if she can, why can't I? Yeah. Or like, I have all this knowledge and I've done all this training and I have all this interest and like, it's a disservice for me not to share it with people who can heal through what I have so like obsessively come to know through studying all these different modalities. Right. And it's just like by changing those little bits of perspective piece by piece and then unwinding whatever that story and belief system is within you of the, like, I'm not good enough, or it's not going to happen for me. If you hold on to that belief forever, you're right. It's not because you're not even going to go after it. And I spent so much of my life living in those stories and creating my life out of those stories that now uh, I mean, a year, it was a year yesterday, actually, since my last nursing shift. And I'm like, holy crap, like just by beginning to change what I believe in and allowing myself to unwind those stories, like I'm making this happen. I'm making this happen solely because I decided to believe that I could. Oh, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I like something that's become like a just is going to be like a forever thing is that every year when I look back at, you know, from like a a certain marker, when I look back at a year ago, no matter where it is, I want my life to be like unrecognizable from the year before. Like I want to, I want to grow so much that I, I am be in a state of always creating what I want in life and for life to be, to keep, to keep shifting because if I look back, there was a period of time in my life where my life was pretty much the same for like a really long time. Again, because I was in in that pattern. Um, this has been, I could talk to you forever, Molly. Um, <laughs> in fact, we actually know that we could talk forever. We've done it before. <laughs> um, I would love to hear about a beautiful manifestation that has unfolded in your life and how it unfolded for you. Yeah. I mean, I have so many I could talk into this forever. it could be a big one or it could be like a little one just like one of those beautiful juicy like magic moments yeah I'm just gonna preface this with like I it took me a bit of time to like really sink my teeth into manifestation right like I was one of those people that was like mm, I don't know about that like you sound unrealistic that doesn't sound safe that doesn't sound stable right so like it took a lot of unwinding for me to get to the place where I could even dissect manifestation down to like a tangible process for myself um but one of the most beautiful manifestations that has happened this year and this will speak a little bit more deeply into the process of manifestation which I know that you do with your audience all the time but like a big piece is like the belief And then the trust and surrender that like, it's all going to happen exactly how it's supposed to, that you don't have to be the one like pushing, forcing, stressing, like driving yourself crazy, trying to get there. Um, So I know I mentioned a little while ago that when I went away to school, I was choosing between becoming a creative writer and becoming a nurse. And I chose the avenue I did based out of a fear that I wasn't enough or didn't have what it takes to actually go after the creative endeavor that I desired. But I've always had even prior to my spiritual awakening or getting into this work at all, I always had a knowing from the time I was a little girl that I was going to be a writer. Like it was just, I would write my parents like poetry books for Christmas. Like I just always had a knack for writing and it's something that I always love to do. So I just kind of always hold help even at like through going to nursing school. At some point I thought maybe I would write a book about like being an ER nurse or whatever. Like I just always held on to that knowing. And then 
my first year into really allowing myself to like spread my wings and get creative and take a chance on my creative endeavors and what I was really passionate about doing, I ended up being invited this year to become a published author in a multi, uh, to be a published co-author in a multi-author book about heart-centered leadership. So like, because of this knowing I always held on my in my heart and because I never really had a timeline for how I needed it to happen, it literally just appeared in my life this year. Like I got the invitation, I said yes, I wrote the chapter, I submitted it, it got published and then the book came and I was like, I don't even understand like how, <laughs> how this happened because I didn't make it happen. I just allowed it to happen, which is um, one of the like deeper more difficult lessons to not learn but really integrate into your being in this whole process is like that trust and surrender and unwinding that you don't have to be the driving force behind making your manifestations come to life do you have to do do you have to sit down and write the chapter yes do you have to meet the deadline do you have to make sure that it's formatted the right way and that you're within the right word count for whatever it is that your dream is yes you have to do the work when it's time but it felt so easy like no part of me stressed or worried or pushed or forced or was like how am I going to make this happen because I realized that I wasn't the one making it happen yes I was doing the work but it wasn't me orchestrating this coming to fruition oh my gosh I like I love that because sometimes the biggest action you can take is just getting out of your own way like, and that's what's so, that's probably like the biggest lesson for me is like getting out of my own way. A hundred percent. Um, I'm so excited. I saw on Instagram the other day that, that you had the, the book and I just, I know how much that that means to you and how special that is. And I did a little dance and I was so excited. <laughs> um, and for those of you listening, Molly is an incredible writer, like, Oh my, just, you take any page out of her journal and like turn it into a book. It's like, and I've been fortunate enough to get to hear some of her journal entries and they're just, oh my God, literally makes me cry. Like they're so beautiful. So um, I will, what's the name of the book? Um, it is called Heart Centered Leadership um, and it is available on Amazon. There's 22 authors that all um, basically just wrote like very similar stuff similar but different stories, their life path into a different way of being and living. And there's a lot of manifestation and just like stepping outside the box and doing things differently. And um, yeah, it's a really, really inspirational book. Like I'm so honored to be a part of it, but also so honored to own a copy and be able to open it. At, it's one of those books that you can just like open to a chapter and like read it and be like, and see yourself within every single person's story. No matter, I mean, and it's from all walks of life, all different ages, like it, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. And um, just to add to that a little bit, the other really cool part of it is that 100% of the proceeds are going to a non-for-profit, um, a non-for-profit organization called LMU Girls, where all of the money goes to um, this organization that helps women in Kenya get educations and start bank accounts and build businesses of their own. So like, I always oh just like to, that that's the most important part for me. Like, yes, I got to live a piece of my dream and like prove to myself I could be a published author. But the fact that like 
being on this heart-centered leadership path is the path to also giving back and helping the world heal through whatever it is that they have to heal through. So I will be popping the links to that book in the show notes and just getting my own copy because that's really, really awesome. And I'm really excited to read your chapter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, Molly, I believe that by declaring our desires out loud, we anchor them in. So I would love to hear what is something you are currently manifesting? Yeah. So I'm a year into business and this first year has definitely been more of a journey of healing through all of the reasons why I didn't believe that I could actually be successful and just like kind of trying things out. I always speak to, I mean, the clients I work with now is like just kind of throwing shit at the wall and hoping it would stick and like trying to figure out what it, what it exactly was that I was doing and who I was going to be in this space. Um, So right now I'm in the process of creating or allowing it to be created through me, um, a extensive healing program called the Holistic Healer Academy, where I am inviting in nurses, yoga teachers, Reiki healers, like anybody who is in this space of really understanding that they have some sort of gift to give back to the world um, and that they want to go through the same process that I have gone through in the past couple of years to believe in their own power to do it and actually execute it from a regulated nervous system and aligned chakra system. So um, I am manifesting 10 or something better women joining the first round of that when it is fully created and ready to be birthed into the world. And um, just kind of knowing that without pushing or shoving too hard, that as this thing gets to be created, it's kind of going to be that, um, what is the word I'm looking for? The like basis of all of the work that I get to do, the basis of all of the women that I get to work with and the basis of being able to take all of this knowledge and the certifications and everything that I have collected over, I mean, the past 10 years, right? Like becoming a nurse, becoming a yoga instructor, a Reiki healer, a holistic certified nurse coach, and being somebody who's just like, I'm one of those people who orders like five books at a time on Amazon and I'm spending all of my free time, like studying these different modalities and getting really nerdy about how they all intertwine, mm-hmm. taking all of that knowledge and being able to give it back to and empower women who like know that this is their life's path too. So. Yay. Oh, that's so exciting. I, <laughs> and so it is, and so it is, and so it is. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know how we can support you, how our listeners, my listeners can support you and, give back to you and get in contact with you and share love with you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So I do all of my work through Instagram. I'm always there, probably too much, probably something I need to work through. (laughs) But I just love connecting with anybody who has that kind of inkling that they're ready to begin doing life differently or they they are already on the path and they just like connecting with people who are also on it. I mean, the synchronicities of the the people who end up falling into my inbox is just like growing more and more magical every single day. So I am always on Instagram. Um, you could also email me anytime. I'm Molly Rose at imperfectlyaligned.com. Um, and through my Instagram, I have some self-paced courses that you can move yourself through, one of them being called Meet Your Mind. And it's kind of a baseline of, of everything that we've just talked about, about moving through that that reprogramming process and nervous system regulation and all of it it's like a really beautiful I don't even want to say starting point but like 
in-depth amount of knowledge that you can integrate into your life to begin walking this path if you so choose. Um, and then, I mean, I have all different modalities of working with people, doing energy healing, doing one-on-one -on -one mentorship, and of course, this big, beautiful program that's about to be birthed. So find me on Instagram. Let's be friends. Yay. I will pop your handle down in the show notes so people can get in contact with you and, and um, give you a big virtual hug. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Molly. I'm so grateful that you are here. I'm so grateful that we got to spend this time together. Um, and yeah, was there anything else that you wanted to share before we hop off? No, I just am also so great, so grateful for you to have invited me. So grateful for just the path and the journey and the healing process. Because even when I like stop and take a moment to think about my relationship to you, like this wouldn't have manifested had I not answered the call to go down this path and begin doing this work and connecting with people who are also doing it. So, um, I mean, I guess the final message is just like, say yes to yourself. If you're feeling that call, if you're feeling that like something's got to give and there's got to be a better way, like myself, Emily, all of the women that we surround ourselves with, like we can be, your proof for you until you get to prove it for yourself like just life's too short go for it yes oh my gosh that's the perfect way to end I love that <laughs> thank you so much Molly I love you thank you I love you too how beautiful was that episode and how amazing is Molly? Oh my gosh, I could, I know I said it during the show, but I could genuinely, and I have talked to her for hours and hours and hours on end. We always have so much fun together. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Congratulations for listening all the way to the end. You are truly dedicated to this healing journey, to this journey of bettering yourself. I'm so proud of you. I really hope that you're proud of yourself. As I said in the beginning, if you're wanting to give me and Molly a big virtual hug, go on over to Instagram and share the show, tag us, send us a message, or you can rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. It really, really does make a big difference. And I would be so incredibly grateful. You can find me over on Instagram at I am Emily Burke and you can find Molly over there too. I will pop all of the links that we talked about in the show notes so you can find us both. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you so much for being here and I will catch you on the next episode.